believe that we must get back to the priorities um, that God is setting for us um, at a time such as this. Zechariah 4, oh, 6 to 10. Then he said to me, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Why you, O great mountain, before Zerubbabel, you shall become a plain, and he shall bring forward the top stone amid shouts of grace, grace to it. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, this is Zechariah, the hands of Zerubbabel have, um, sounds like um, speaking in tongues, have um, laid the foundation of this house. His hands shall also complete it. Then you will know that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you. For whoever has despised the day of small things or small beginnings in other translations shall rejoice and shall see the plumb line in the hand of Zerubbabel. Um, these seven are the eyes of the Lord which range through the whole earth. Okay, now so... Um, we are busy building, and I can tell you it looks like um, just funny um, crates that you uh, see here in front, but this is very hard work, I can tell you. Not because I want to boast upon it, but the guys like Ed and my children and David and many of us have worked very hard to see this um, come to fruition. And there's a few things that I want to just tell you about um, building something like this. And one of it is you try to keep the line straight. Okay, you... Um, you uh, must make sure that you get. Can you guys see it there? Are you, um, yeah, you there's can. some um, patterns there at the, at the bottom um, that you put some crates on our, our pellets. That we, we took apart those pellets that you can see it's still there's some of them there at the back. But it's hard labor to actually prepare the, the wood um, uh, before you then um, cut them into lines and pieces. And put them together. There's a lot of planning going into this. That's my point. Okay. Um, but a plumb line is something that a builder would use to actually keep a wall straight. Do you know what a plumb line is? Have some of you seen people build? Okay. These days they probably have lasers or whatever. But in those days they had a plumb line, which um, would then be a, a line, almost like the, the same kind of um, lines that they would use for fishing. You know. Um, then you would see them, um, you know, putting it straight, and then they would make sure that the wall sticks to the plumb line, the straight line as it goes from one corner to the other. And you would build and extend even or lift the plumb line higher and higher as you build. Okay, but if the plumb line is skew or whatever, you will have a skew wall. Okay, so you must make sure that the foundations are straight, <coughs> that there is um, a lot of planning go in, going into it, because if your foundations is not right, you will have a bad building. Um. Are you with me this morning? Okay, we're talking about building. And this is now the rubber bowl, which is a governor at the time, and he's busy building, rebuilding the temple that was in ruins because of, you know... Um, Empires, not just the Roman, the, lots of empires that, um, you know, interfered into uh, conquering Jerusalem at the time. And so now he's busy rebuilding the wall. Now we know a lot of history goes in between. I'm not going to um, spend a lot of time now on, on all of the history. But what I can tell you, it's a new phase and a beginning for 
Israel again. And a lot of hope that goes into a lot of promises for this nation to get back onto its feet. Okay. But it's very important that at this stage, uh, Zechariah, that is busy, um, you know, uh, giving the prophecy, is talking about a principle of let us see if God is in this or not. Okay, because if God is not in this, this line is not going to be straight, the foundations are not going to work, and this temple is going to be a mess. But let me make this very straight, that Zerubbabel, it's not by might or by power. Now this might is the word Chahil, which is um, the word used by the force of an army. Okay. So, not the force of an army or, you know, as many would thought when Jesus came that we would conquer and Jesus will be the one that runs ahead of, of the troops and He's going to conquer, you know, the nations so that we will have a winner and He will rule. And, uh, you know, as we see many leaders these days say, we've got the biggest button to push so that we can, um, you know, uh, just show our power. That is not what Jesus came to do. Are you with me this morning? Okay, guys, because you must understand the perspective of what is busy happening, happening here in Zechariah's book. There's a, there's a time of, of refocus that God wants His people to understand. Okay? And He says, I don't want you to think that it's going to be by your might because I am in control of this process. I want to say to you, sometimes we are so hard on ourselves and we are so busy looking at what is busy happening in and around us and we get discouraged that we forget that the plumb line shows us to the hope and the glory of what God is leading us to. And some of you might sit here to this morning and you will feel, you know, I'm so discouraged because I don't see my workplace, the kind of progress that I've been hoping for, you know, um, We've been praying for breakthrough last year in so many um, cases or so many regards, but still, you know, I don't see it in my workplace. I don't see it with my neighbors. I don't. Can I just tell you, God is busy aligning us with His plumb line so that we can get into His plan, His purposes. But it's still His agenda. And so, the first thing that we must... Um, see in this scripture is the one of um, God says by his spirit now you know I can tell you as Christians we um, we've got a lot of work to do to establish um, God's kingdom um, you know I'm um, I'm so uh, aware of the fact that you know a guy like Ken Ham said um, last year he said that um, the church you know is uh, teaching bible stories and telling um, you know bible stories rather than to realize that we've got a real battle at hand we are losing the battle in the minds of people where they don't understand the relevance and the power of um, of the word of god and i want to say to you um that is true but i also know that jesus is the head of his church and that he's very serious about where we are going as a church and I'm so excited about the fact that even though we've got, um, you know, great power struggles in the world at this stage, um, as you've seen uh, just before the new year, um, in the world leaders um, showing off their power, I can tell you God is still in control. 
And it's within the meekness and understanding of humility that you position yourself at a place where you understand that this can only happen if God does it. Okay. So, um, it's a place where we move into the burden of God. Now, the second thing is living in the grace of God. And I want to say to you, and I want to um, enter into that in saying the day of small beginnings is the humble acceptance of where we are at and where God is taking us. Understanding that it's only by God's might, by His power, that is going to lead us to such a place. I've got amazing things that I'm, I'm sure every one of you are sitting here and you've got great pictures of what God has shown you of what's going to happen in the future. We don't know how we're going to get there, but one thing we do know is that God is in control of the process and He's leading us to such a place. But can I tell you, it's the understanding that will not be by your giftings and ability that brings us to a place of humility and not, as we see, being represented by leaders in the world today as strength and power and, you know, boasting upon things that... um, but about boasting upon what God is doing in our lives. And so, at the beginning of a year like this... I want us to spend time and we're going to end today's um, sermon with communion and praying over one another as we are in the humble beginnings, as we are at the, the, the place of small beginnings, at a place where we consecrate ourselves to God and say, God, do with us as you please. But this is also a place where we understand that This warfare that we've entered is a spiritual warfare. It's by the Spirit of God. Which means that we must enter into the Spirit of God. We must know what God wants for this year. May 2018 be one where you and I go and ask God what He wants of this year and not what we want for ourselves. You know, I was um, so challenged many times this year. holiday, people asking me, so what is your expectation for the new year? That is always what happens, eh? Around um, family tables, around um, friendships. Everyone asks, what do you expect of the new year? And so my question to you is this morning, if we say, it's easy to say, not by might, not by power but by the spirit of God but my question to you is did you spend enough time to ask God where he's heading this year because we need to pray afterwards and asking God to set the plumb line straight not so that we fulfill our dreams and purposes but God's plan for our lives so thirdly this um, this word then speaks about the measured plumb line and and we know that there's certain things that God um you know, gives us um, as beacons in our lives to direct us to where He's heading with us. And of those, prayer is the most important part, not because God needs our prayers. And I just want to say that to you. Yes, it's amazing and we should enter into it and God wants us to pray so that He can act on our behalf. But can I just tell you this morning, God can use anyone to to, uh, pray. But it's for us to be aligned to what God is doing. And we must find out. So, 
You know, getting to uh, to what we've seen this morning as well, now I want to say to you, let there be many awkward moments this year where we rather stop the bus and say, we want to enter into the presence of God and ask Him to speak to us rather than to go on the assumption that we are being led by God. Mm. And so being in this plumb line is to again and again come back to the directives of God and straight, stay straight to what He's doing. Now my wife is amazing at seeing a finished product. Okay, she... My wife, she's got class. I mean, really, I don't want to brag about her too much, but I can tell you, she knows what looks pretty, okay? And she will fight for that, okay? She will fight for things that are pretty in life, you know? You, uh, the small things, there was guests over the holiday, and she would make sure that there's beautiful flowers, and things that I think, oh, you know, just let the people just go, and we need to just enjoy time together. Let's just fellowship and go on. She loves the beautiful things in life. Okay, she um, she would do the ec- go the extra mile to to be ready, you know, when people come and what um, and how we go about in our lives. And you know, I'm the one that always see the potential, but I'm um, you know, I just go forth and, and and trust God and you know do whatever is necessary. But I so need my wife to sometimes remind me of the excellent standard that God has set in our lives. Okay, the beautiful picture. <laughs> Even though I can see the far in the distance where God is taking us, I can tell you it's the, it's the small things in life that adds to our lives and bring memories in our lives and change and transform us to a place where we become more God-like. Okay? And so that I love about my wife because sometimes it, it just forces me to a standstill in my busyness and focus and goal-drivenness. To come to appreciate the moment for what it is. I want to say to you, the plumb line also forces you and I to actually focus on the now. To see if we are aligned to where God is heading in the future. And um, we all know the saying that, you know, one one millimeter um, wrong now ends up in a kilometer from the destination okay and um, for my for for your sake and for my sake this morning I want to say to you let's get the millimeter right now let's rather fight for the things that really matters at this stage that is on our hearts that is you know bothering us that is that we need to work through even the discipleship moments that God will bring into our lives so that we will come straight bang right bang into where God wants us at the end destination so that we don't come to the end destination and then need to redirect to, uh, to where God wants to take us. So, at the beginning of a year, I want us to spend time with God. I want us to rather stand still and pray together and trust God to lead us to a place where we will um, set those goals for ourselves. Okay, are you with me? Okay. We always say to people, you can't become a doctor if you don't work hard at getting great school exam results. Okay? <laughs> Can you look like me? <laughs> okay, so maybe because uh, you are working at it. Eh? <laughs> um, okay, 
You can't be 30 and then think, you know, you're going to become a doctor if you didn't work hard at school to get your points straight, okay? Just um, to get good remarks from your teachers and uh, to actually work hard at where you are aiming toward. There's a, there's a life journey that you have to commit yourself to, okay? You can't get to be a pastor overnight, okay? There's a long process. <laughs> you might think that it's so easy, but I can tell you, even a guy like Paul had to work 12 years at it, <laughs> okay, before he was released to do the work of the ministry. Um, so, guys, we must set straight the things that God wants to do now in our lives, but it must be aligned with where God is heading toward. And if you can't find, you know, the end destination and go and sit down and ask God that you, you direction list. <laughs> And what's worse is that your starting point, your foundation, will not be right because you are not setting there toward where you are heading. Now, I can tell you, I've just looked at um, one of the constructions that they've done in the mid-city, the U.S. Embassy. I don't know if you guys have seen how spectacular that is. That is something, something different, okay? I think they've spent, it's, well, it's, it's a lot of money <laughs> um, to um, to get a new embassy going in in the mid city. So they're moving from the old was it Rissefeld or what was the, the <coughs> one that they had here? But the big um, embassy that they had here, but they um, giving that up. It's going to become a hotel, and so they've um, built this this spectacular new building with I don't I think it's vaults. That's four stories down into the ground it's you know it's crazy okay so um, they are definitely making ready for war but what I can tell you <laughs> what I can tell you there's some foundations that said that you would not build for a normal house okay are you with me this morning this is big stuff there's strong foundations built because it's a high building and there's a lot of pressure being put on the construction and and structure of the building as it gets higher. But you know what? The foundation must be right in order to facilitate such an organization, such a structural um, pressure. I want to say to you guys, it's so important as we start this year that we again align ourselves to the plumb line and get to a place where we are not focused Because you know what? The enemy will always attack in your life. Are you sure you've heard from God? Okay, let's get back to the garden. Are you sure that if you don't eat of the fruit, the fruit of the tree? So the enemy will always come to fight against what we've heard from God. And, um, and we need to actually... Get into the spirit, into the place of, of grace where we realize that it's more than what we can actually do in the natural. Um, so, there's a few things that I want to just uh, quickly um, mention. Matthew 24, 6, it says, And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Okay, so let's just get that straight. The end is not yet. There's still a few things that's going to happen. Okay? Big buttons whatever but i can tell you 
this is not the end. There's still a few things that God wants to do in and through the church um, as we go along. Isaiah 46 verse 9 to 10. Remember the former things of old, for I am God and there is no other. I'm God and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning. Okay, there's an end and there's a beginning. And from the ancient times, things that are not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. God's plans will come to fruition. So let's be rest assured this year that God will bring His plans to fruition. Nothing has changed. God has not fallen asleep on the steering wheel, you know, up there. (laughs) He's still as much in control as He's ever been, and He has a plan for us. Jeremiah 32 verse 27, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh, Is there anything too hard for me? Now, can I just say to you, the guys that was concerned about the small beginnings that came against a guy like Zerubbabel was the guys that actually, the old Jews, the ancient Jews, or the the Jews that believed in the ancient sayings and, um, and teachings of the Jewish culture. Those guys were the guys that actually condemned the work of Zerubbabel. And I want to tell you, there will always be opposition when you start to do the things that is on God's heart. And so, the biggest thing that the enemy always wants to do in our lives is to make us question, is God still in control? Does God still have a plan? I want to say to you, God is so much in control. He's so much uh, moving into this year. And um, he's so excited about it, even though we are still in three-degree mode. Okay, we'll get there. Jeremiah 32, verse 44. Men will buy fields for money, sign deeds and seal them, and take witnesses in the land of Benjamin, in the places around Jerusalem, in the cities of Judah, in the cities of the mountains, in the cities of the lowland, and in the cities of the south. For I will cause the captives to return, says the Lord. Now, I want to bring you back to this story. Okay, it's important. Maybe I should first um, bring you back to this picture. So, we've, we've read it a lot last year as well, Jeremiah 29, 11, which speaks about um, God's promise that is still true for, for Israel. The amazing thing about Jeremiah the prophet is the fact that he was so committed to God's plan that he, he bought land in the midst of Israel, even though he knew that they would be taken in captivity, into captivity, into Babylon. He bought land because he trusted his God to bring them back to a return into Israel. And as a sign into that, he did something in the natural to not just you know, be faithful to what God is busy doing, but to bind himself to the fact that God, I will step out in faith because I know that whenever you say something, it will come to fruition. And I want to say to you, Zechariah 4 was written for the people of God to see that things can happen when you trust God. Mm. Because at the end, you know whose faith was um, was uh, um, going on a high? It's those who could see the word of the prophets, who could see the work and the labor 
of a guy that was faithful to the cause of God at the time, Zerubbabel, that was faithfully building the temple, even though there was no signs of revival and holy kamoli worship times. Are you with me, guys? Because I'm telling you, we get fascinated about the wrong things in the church of God today. I'm not mocking any churches now, but you know what? I am very nervous when I go to shows like um, The Carols, and I want to say it this morning, not to, to, to mock your songs, because I love your songs. But I'm getting nervous at where the church of God is at, when we think that that is the solution to where God is healing in the last days. Mm. It's not shows, it's not, you know, the amazing, I'm fine with the fact that we must see the glory of God, and we must exalt Him, and we must make sure that He is on, 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 on um, the top of, of our priority list, and that everyone will see Him. Mm. But what I do want to say to you, that is not the solution in the last days. Mm. Things are going to get worse. And I'm not mocking this just hear me. Don't go out of this church today and say I'm mocking the Hillsongs because I love that church. I love Brian Houston and you know the things that those guys are doing. I'm just saying that the church of God is at a place of transition. You know the beautiful thing about what happened at this time is that the prophets were aligned with what God was busy doing in the midst of hardship. And I want to say to you, the plumb line is all about being the link to the future. And you can make the decision to either be the link to the, to the future, or to be passive and wait for something to happen and nothing is going to happen. Because for guys like Daniel and, you know, that had such an influence at the same story going into the future coming back and to establish um, you know, king, the kingdom of God. Those guys were the link to the future because they were willing to step right into a place of faith. Now let's you know, just be clear about this this morning. These prophets did not prophesy because they had this you know, amazing experience with God and God said, listen, you do this or I'll sort you out. It was a faith prophecy that we today can see in hindsight. We can say, you those prophets were accurate. Eh? It's, isn't it amazing? Whatever they prophesied came to fruition. Do you know that they also had a few butterfly moments? <laughs> because speaking words like that, I can tell you, if it does not come to fruition, your head, you can lose your head. <laughs> But they've done it because they were so sure about what God was busy doing at the time. And I want to say to you, we dare not miss God's plumb line at a time such as this. We dare not get to be passive and in apathy while God is doing awesome things. I want to be aligned to what God's busy doing. Are you ready to do it? Are you ready to align yourself to such a place where these prophets knew that I'm buying land, I'm giving all of my finances, even though I know that we need to lose this country. <laughs> I'm doing it because I'm so committed to the cause of Christ. And I'm so 
committed to it because this is part of my integrity, the fact that I would put my money where my mouth is. I will buy this piece of land even though I know through this prophecy that I might lose everything. Are you with me? Guys, this is not just beautiful stories. This is serious stuff. So in the midst of a year where, you know, God steps into our lives and, you know, you and I make some conscious decisions about where God is heading with us. I want to say to you, there's few things, there's actually five things that I just want to mention as a close before we pray over one another that I see in these guys' lives. And the first one is he understood or they understood then the times in which they lived. And it's a battle between apathy vs. Um, the passion and strength um, that they had to put to the day to actually see mighty things happen. To build a temple as Solom- Solomon did was not a small thing. To rebuild the walls of Jerusalem was not a small thing. Yeah. Even today, if you go, and I'm telling you, this is today, meek and mild. What's happening in Jerusalem now is meek and mild to what happened in those days when guys tried to get back to the cause of, of, of God for that city. Okay? To establish God's people in Jerusalem, this is the end time, <laughs> you know, um, hot spot. Whatever is happening in, in uh, Jerusalem, if we want to know it or not, we don't know what, what's God, God's exact plan with the Jews. That is a story in itself. God has a journey and a track that is walking with them. But I can tell you, we are vigilant. We see what God is doing with His people because it affects whatever is going to happen in our lives as well. Are you with me? Yeah. You may be not a Jew, but you're engrafted. Yeah. And so I'm looking at this with a lot of um, expectation. Not because I want a war, but because I want to know what God is doing in these times. Mm. I want to be at a place where I'm aligned with what God is doing. And you know what's the challenge for us? It's to stick to what we know best. Is doing what we've always done and keep on doing that. Write down Jeremiah 35. I want you to go and read it. Mention it a few times now at intercession and, and to the pastors. Just about the Regabites. The guys that were so committed to, um, to fulfill and be um, you know, vigilant to, to whatever the times and the seasons dictated. And so God says at the end of that chapter, He says, listen, um, or Jeremiah the prophet says, listen, because you guys are so faithful, he brought them into the temple and he said to them, listen, yes, wine, please drink the wine. And they said, no, there's no, there's, no, there's no chance that we could drink the wine that you are setting before us. Even though you're a prophet and a priest of God, we want to say to you, we won't do it because of the traditions of our forefathers. We will stay focused and faithful to the things that God has imparted in our lives. And I want to say to you, you know what? It's so easy to just uproot the plumb line and forget that God has brought us from a certain point as well. Are you with me? Okay. I need you to get this one. 
there's a certain journey that God has walked with me personally that I must always keep an account as I direct myself to where God is taking me. Because the foundations that God has laid in my life is precious to me in where God is taking me. I want to say to you, we're not going to start all over again. That's why we said this year, we're going to go to the wells to go and ask God, where's the wells in this nation? You know why? Because we don't know it all. We're not that fancy. We're not that amazing. We're not... God is already at work. And God has done this centuries and centuries and thousands of years. Thousands, I don't want to say too many thousands <laughs> because I might get in trouble yet. But what I can say, it's not millions, definitely. <laughs> thousands of years. God has a plan that He already started because He loved the world so much. That He would send His only begotten Son. So that you and I would know that we will not perish as long as we are safely in the net of trust and faith in Him. If you lose your faith, you lose your life. Can we be straight about that? I want to say to you, the plumb line means that you and I must um, get the coordinates, coordinates right again. Just refocus to where God is leading us to a place where we can again be aligned to where He's heading with our lives. And so, they understood the times in which they lived. So you would this morning ask me, our pastor, you know what? You're always talking about um, the big powers of the world and about what's happening in England and in the politics and whatever. I'm doing that because I'm reading the times. Okay? And I want you to pick up on it because God is on a mission. And it's not just your personal life because the bigger picture is going to influence your life as well. And if you're not in line with where God is moving corporately, you're going to miss him. Okay, secondly, he understood the future, or they understood. There was a few men that um, at that time understood the future from the promise of God. So they've aligned themselves to the future of what God had in plan. Okay? So, so many times we get fascinated about what the world has to offer and where the world is happening. Brexit is not the end of the world. Okay? I think you all discovered it by now that even though the British media for the whole year spent all of their energy and resources into talking about Brexit, this country has not fallen apart yet. Okay? Praise God. It will when Jesus comes back. Okay? Um, guys, God is in control. Okay, and the beautiful thing is we must position ourselves to where God is taking His church. Proverbs twenty nine eighteen, where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint, but happy is he who keeps the law. Just keep on focusing. <laughs> Just keep on being a godly person. So I'm going to talk about the fact that um, you know the the one Peter two uh, principle of um, godliness, and we're going to have that conversation later on. But I can tell you, 
in um, aligning us to where um, God is moving, the best that you can do is just to live a godly life as a starting point, as a place of faithfulness, and to within that discern where God is taking us and um, with His promises. Number three, He saw the window of opportunity to link the present with the future. Now, um, you know, I, I love what Watchman um, you know, uh, represents because I can tell you watchmen are the people that can actually get the links of the past and the future and tie them together. And that is what I'm speaking to you about this morning. If you want to be one of the representatives of the links of the past to the future, that God can use you as an empty vessel unto His Lordship, you must start to pray. Guys, I'm more, I'm more um, convicted than ever that God wants us to pray, that God wants us to be, to be aligned, to be a watchman on the wall, to be vigilant at this time, to know what God is busy doing through prayer and understanding we need to clarify things. You know, um, it's uh, beautiful what God is doing in the intercession, and um, I want to encourage you to come. But I want to also say to you guys, we must pray more than just the intercession times. Everything must be soaked in intercession. If we want to place ourselves in the plumb line, we must make sure that um, that we know what God is doing in the present. So number four, He obeyed God's will accordingly. There was action. There was things that we, and I want to say to you guys, there's things that God has spoken last year and we must follow up on them. There was things that happened on the bridges and, you know, there was a, a few memorial stones for me um, last year that I want to go back to. And, and I'm telling you, one of those were the wells, you know, the year before, you know. When God said to us, listen, there's wells in this nation and I want you to dig. Because I'm going to do beautiful things when you discover them. And so we're going to go into action. But there's a place where, where they were able to discern the times, to align themselves toward it, and to go into action in doing some things. And that's why, you know, I'm not asking you to come and help at this building because I need your spare time. And to give you as, you know, little spare time as possible so that you're not up to mischief. That's not what I'm planning to do. <laughs> if you thought that, get that thought out of your head. <laughs> I'm busy building the house of God. And it's more than a physical house. David is doing the same. And I want all of you to partner with us as we're doing it. I'm not recruiting now. Relax. Okay? If you can't come, please stay at home or stay at work. Whatever you must do. I'm just saying your heart must be here. And I love what I see when people get involved. You know, I love Ed coming till 12 o'clock on Friday night just so that we can clean the place after I've made a lot of mess. Um, <laughs> you know, and he um, hammered those um, um, uh, pellets into pieces here. So um, I love what that represents. I love Jackie in her spare time. Just, she just has an hour... You still didn't uh, finish the second coat. You'll have yeah, to come for another one. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that. 
you know, not because of what she's done, but because of her heart. She said, you know, Ruth, you came on that, um, um, the small group night, it's precious time, you know, we could have had a, a great small group and, um, you know, lots of, but still, you know, we get up here. And so I can tell many people, Joseph, you know, Lara, painting, you know, all, all of you contributed. Guys, um, you know, we're using um, uh, Hanku's tools like mad. Hanku, um, thanks. <laughs> Mariette is, um, is um, stealing her husband some tools to... Um <laughs> all of us are contributing. You know what? I love your hearts. Because of what it represents. We are aligning ourselves to what God is busy doing. I always love building God's house. So, Zechariah 3 verse 7. Thus says the Lord of hosts, If you will walk in my ways and if you will keep my command, that means doing some things, um, then you shall also judge my house and likewise have um, charge of my courts. I will give you places to walk among these who stand here. Okay, that's pretty powerful, um, you know, uh, 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 um, rewards that God is giving there. Joshua 1 verse 67. Be strong and good courage. For to the, this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand. Or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. Let's not turn from the right or to the right or to the left. Let's stay on the plumb line. Let's stay on what God has done in our lives and will be doing in the future. But that also means we must meditate on the word of God. Now I want to encourage you, may this year be one where you spend more time in the word of God. Not because you must, but because you want to learn know the one that's given the word. Okay. Some of you are missing me here. I'm not reading the word of God because I must. I'm reading it because I want to know the one who is within it. Okay. Are you guys with me this morning? <laughs> I know some guys that spend a lot of time in the Word of God because they want to criticize and sort it out and be good students of the Word. You must be a student of the Word. But as long as that leads you to the author. Because if you've missed the heart of the author, you might as well just not read the Word. And so I want to say to you this morning, being in a place of obedience, some of us must maybe not just meditate on the word. Maybe you must take that scripture, put it up in your workplace and uh, remind yourself about it every day. Maybe you must put it in the bathroom. Okay, When you get up in the morning, first, before you look at your face, rather look at the scripture. Okay? <laughs> And remind yourself about what God is going to do this year in your life. Okay. Are you still awake? Yeah. Guys, we need to spend time with God. Get words from Him. 
and put it even on paper or whatever is necessary so that we are reminded about where he's heading with us. Okay? Many a time I've seen Christians being in drought, being in the wilderness with God because they've not completed their previous assignment. They forgot what God has spoken to them about and they've lost track. I always return back to what God said to me last. You know why? Because that's the plumb line. Because that's the place where I can get back to the rivers of waters that God wants to stream through my life. So I want to say to you this morning, if you're in drought, go back to when God spoke to you the last time. Maybe there's some assignments that you must first complete before He will release you to do more. We're so keen to do the next that we forget that God is not into this as a slot machine, you know, just whenever we need Him, we put in the money and we want Him to perform. God is actually transforming us. We're not transforming God. God is transforming us. So may this year be one where we are transformed by God. Exodus fifteen twenty six, and And said, if you diligently... Heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight. Give ear to these commandments and keep all his statutes. I will put none of these diseases on you which, okay, which I have brought on the Egyptians. For I am the Lord who heals you. I'm not saying this because I'm saying there's a plague going to fall upon you. Why I'm saying this is God wants you to know that when we search for him and we are in the place where we can hear his voice and we get back into the plumb line, his provision and his covering and his safety all coincides mm. with his will. The plumb line. I want to be at that place. I want to be at that place where I can again get back. And yes, you know, my daughter got sick on... Um, the night before Christmas and um, I had to uh, sit in the is it A-N-E or E-N-A A-N-E I still get it um, <laughs> wrong <laughs> I'll get it um, right so I sat there for two hours um, on Christmas day to um, to take her to the hospital and um, the doctor said to me oh, you don't worry after 12 hours, it will just get better. <laughs> just give her some water. <laughs> I can't keep the water in. So just little bits at a time. <laughs> and you know what was so precious? Is, um, you know, before we left for the hospital, we prayed over her. And she got to the hospital and we sat there and I said to her later on, listen, you must just look sick, please. (laughs) Because this is humiliating now, okay? It feels like I am now wasting um, the people's time here. So the beautiful thing of it was we were sitting there for two hours and she was already healed, okay? Because of the prayer. Um, But what I want to say to you guys, it's not that things are not going to happen and issues are not going to be on our doorstep. It's just that we uh, we handle it so much better when God is uh, with us, you know, and um, God is leading us into such a place. Okay, so um, I'm almost there.
Israel almost, um, or oh, they did miss their Kairos time and had to wait for 40 years because they could not apply the faith to move into the promised land. Two were ready. And those two had to wait with the others because God is always ready. It's us that must come in alignment with where God is heading. So we wait for something to happen, but you know what? God is not a God that waits a thousand years for things to happen. He wants things to get um, done. But He wants us to align ourselves to where He's heading. And I want to ask you this morning, you know, are you ready to get into the Kairos time that God has um, in store for your life and, um, and see the kind of Kairos breakthroughs? Kairos meaning the perfect time of um, critical mess, um, the time when... When God starts to operate. The fifth one. And the last one. He faced. Opposition. Um, we uh, know about the older Jews. Um, which. Um, actually. You know said. Um, that. The day of small beginnings. Was actually. Because the former. Uh, Temple was so much greater than what was busy bu- be, being built. Um, they actually almost spoke in disdain to um, to the kind of standards that Zerubbabel even applied to uh, rebuilding the temple. And yet, Zerubbabel had to focus because Zechariah said to him, "Listen, God says, focus, focus." Focus on the plumb line. Don't look at what people are saying now. Focus on the end destination. Okay? Just be faithful. Even in the limitations that you have, there is limitations, but face them because God will come through. Okay. Before I um, read the last bit, David, can we get the communion? Sally, please. Um, because, you know, a guy like Daniel could be um, the link to the future and later be one of the greatest heroes because he could um, align um, great powers back to the efforts of rebuilding Jerusalem and Israel. Mm. Amazing things that happened. The faithful men that stuck to their guns and they just focus on what God wanted to do in their lives. So we see many people like Joseph, you know, that at a time when there was a calling upon his life, could not see the end destination, but had to go through all of the hardship to at the end rule and bring his father back to Egypt where the provision was. I want to say to you, I don't have all the answers. I'm praying into it. It's not as if I don't want all the answers. <laughs> I'm praying God to give me a lot of perspective on what He's busy doing in and around my life and, and so many of your lives at this time. I know that um, God is heading to great things to come. I know that um, the promises stand and I will keep to that because I... Uh, because I know the mandate that God has given all of us to uh, to be faithful to um, 
to where he's heading. Thanks, David. So um, I want to end off before we pray to one another um, or for one another. How did Daniel bring his Kairos moment to fulfillment then? Also being in the midst of great opposition, the guy that understood the times for what it was, the guy that was ready to go to action, the guy that could put the future in perspective to where, to where God was heading. And then there was a few things that he did. And I want to mention this because Daniel was one of the guys in the Bible that actually got it right the best in getting perspective over his immediate circumstances and being diligent to do so in order to get to God's end destination. The first is Daniel prayed and fasted a lot. So this year we're going to pray and fast. Okay? Don't get headaches now already because you're just thinking of the water and the water fast. <laughs> It's actually healthy for you, okay? So, um, fasts always is healthy. It's um, good for my tummy as well. It's not just um, it's not just uh, doing such things in the spirit. It's also <laughs> bringing us to a healthy um, appetite. <laughs> okay, that's a joke. Just <laughs> don't be so serious. We are going to fast and pray because we see the results that it brings. The second one is um, Daniel repented on behalf of himself and his people. There's some gross sins that this nation even commits that uh, maybe you are not guilty of, but this nation is. And we're going to pray on behalf of this nation because we are watchmen. So don't say to me, yeah, but I'm not doing it. Yes, that's the point. No, I love what... <laughs> What um, Sally said last year with the poppy thing. She said, um, how would Britain have uh, looked if we were a Nazi regime, um, you know, at this time? If um, if we uh, didn't win against uh, Germany? You know, the fact is, guys, there's, um, there's things that we must do on behalf of this nation for spiritual things to change in this nation for our children's children mm. thirdly he received an angelic visitation it's amazing Daniel was so diligent that God would manifest himself through dreams and visions and uh I'm trusting God for that. May this year we not have one service where we don't come and prophesy. Okay? And I'm saying that not, you know, to fight with you. I'm fighting with myself as well. Okay? We must allow God to speak to us. Let the prophetic utterance over us, you know, reach a point where when we get together, we speak about the things of God. Okay? Then fourthly, lastly, he received revelation of the future. Let's stand quickly. I'm going to pray over us now. For this year, may 2000, 2018 be a glorious one. 
maybe we look back as 2017, it was amazing, you know, there were so many things, I was just looking back and I thought, you, you know, there were so many things that God has done in and through our lives, just as a little group of people gathering for God's purposes, beautiful things did happen, okay, and it's, um, I'm just trusting God for more, um, thank you for your faithfulness, thank you for your commitment just to the body, and, um, and just your love, and, and the way that you are um, supporting the leadership team um, and uh, you know even in the midst of not always understanding where we are heading we you know you know our hearts you know that we are really trusting in God may this year just be more of that you know more of, of, of just following God and his purposes so I'm going to pray over us and, and then I, I want to ask just turn to one or two people next to you um, and let's just pray for them Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't know, just say to the other person, this is what I believe God is saying. Okay, we don't have all the answers, but we can say what we hear at this stage. Uh, if you don't know, then ask the other person to pray over you, and that God will speak to you. Okay, um, So that your foundation for this year would be right, not to, end, to miss the end destination. Okay. Um, so let's commit ourselves to prayer now, and um, uh, before we leave, and then I want communion to be taken between the two or three um, that will be praying over one another as we commit our ways to the Lord for this year. Is that all right? Father, we thank you for the privilege of just the beautiful people that you've sent us. Uh, Oh God, we, we celebrate in the relationships that we have. We celebrate, Father God, in the the glimpses of even breakthrough that we see. Thank you for this building and for so many things that you've done in 2017, which we take into this new year, and we trust you for even more, Father, because you are faithful. We know that as the commander of the army, you will not leave your troops uh, without any resources. You will not leave your troops to, um, to be neglected because you are serious about the war and you want to win. Father, we ask that you will first of all show us what win means and secondly, Father God, that you will show us um, just your faithfulness uh, because we trust in you and you alone. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Okay, let's quickly turn to one another.